Over the next few weeks, we are going to be in uh, this first couple of chapters of Acts, uh, after the Holy Spirit has been poured out on the early church, and um, uh, apologies uh, if I'm not your favourite preacher, but you've got me for the next month. Um, you know, and then everyone else gets a turn after that. I'm not doing a wholesale takeover bid. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes it just, we just need to kind of press into one thing and it's easier to do uh, a little series. Um, so you, you've got me for, for September. Uh, if I don't see you again until October, obviously I'll be very disappointed, but uh, then we'll know where we stand together, won't we? Uh, so we're going to be in Acts and... Um, it's about looking at the what the early church was doing about their shape and their practice and what does this mean for us today. As a church family, I outlined uh, this time last year uh, a very, very simple vision to be a church on the way, not only on the Cotswold way, but following the way of Jesus It's got a really sharp focus on discipleship, to be following Jesus, to be growing and to be going into our communities. And it's got this emphasis on these five habits, these five things that help us to follow Jesus, to pray, to read, to join, to commit and to give. And I hope that you are reminding yourself of those five habits periodically and that you're just checking in with yourself or, or those folks that you're in a home group with and, and, and asking, how are you doing? How are you doing with reading the Bible? Have you got stuck? Do you need something new to, to help you on the way? How are you doing with giving? How are you doing with praying? But of course, a vision sets a direction. And so what we need to do is to continue to dig uh, a little bit deeper and continue to discover what's what God has got for us. And so I've been having all sorts of conversations with uh, with people, especially over last term. And um, uh, and I have to say, I, I discovered a little bump with some others. And the bump was this: is that while we might have this kind of hopefully clearly set out vision about what we're about, clearly about Jesus, clearly about following him each day. Actually, the big thing that we promote is not discipleship. The big thing that we promote is one hour on a Sunday. What we promote is our services. And we promote them in, you know, in a traditional model. We have this um, historic building, and I, I can't tell you the number of times over the last two years I've explained the history of the builds and the rebuilds and why it makes absolute perfect sense in this generation to extend the church again, just as others have done before us. But you know this word over last term started to annoy me and annoy others. As we come to think about the shape of all saints over this next few years looking forward, I've become increasingly uncomfortable with this word 
service. Now, I I don't want to be pernickety because I know that if I start doing that, then Robert at the PCC will insist that I put in uh, money into the services swear jar. And frankly, I'm going to be a very poor man if every time uh, someone picks me up on the word service, I now have to pay for it. However, the word has got all sorts of Connotations. Don't worry, by the way, I'm not cancelling Sunday. That's not what this is about. I just want us to think about what it is that we are doing. We've just come back from a holiday. And um, one of the fun games we, we play on a holiday, uh, occasionally, I don't know whether you've done this, is just to count the number of forms of transport that you've been on. Um, and to see if you know you can you can get to a good number or go on any new forms of transport. And it was quite exciting this year because we went on a plane. And um, my youngest son, who is 13, it was his first time on an aeroplane. I mean, that gives you a picture of the sort of holidays we usually have in my mum and dad's caravan in Cornwall. Um, However, we did quite well on this holiday because uh, we, not a, we managed a taxi, we managed a plane, we managed a car, we managed a horse-drawn cart uh, with the four of us in it, which was jolly lovely, uh, going around Seville in 36 degrees Celsius. Uh, we also managed a four-person bicycle. I didn't know such a thing existed, but they do. And of course, a little bit of walking and some running for me, but not the rest of the family. But the forms of transport, as fun a game as that is, and however whatever number we got to, are not a good description of our family holiday. A better description might be to say something like we went on an adventure together as the Searle family. You see, the forms of transport are functional, but they don't actually describe the relational aspect. The horse-drawn carriage was amazing. But what made it fun was the fact that, as a family, we had no idea what our Spanish guide was saying too quietly as he pointed at lots of interesting objects. And the fun thing was the banter between us as a family and the connection. A better description. An adventure together as the Searle family. You see, when we talk about a service. It's a functional description. The time is nine o'clock. We meet. Someone will lead from the front. We will perform some kind of service, whatever that means. And that's got all sorts of dangerous connotations about us coming to perform a service about us being served. There's a better word. And I think the better word is community or communities. You see, 
A community is a group of people. It's not a church gathering for an hour on a Sunday, but a community sharing lives together. And community is what we read about in those first few verses of Acts Gospel, where the disciples gather. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to being together, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They were filled with wonder. They shared things together. They broke bread in the temple. Uh, They met together in the temple. They broke bread in their homes. They praised God. And the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. You see, this is a picture not of an advertised service with a specific time every single Saturday or Sunday, but a community. A community of Jesus Christ meeting together to pray, to worship, to break bread, yes, but a community The thing about changing a word is it changes your perspective. Um, You see, we have quite a few communities at All Saints. Um, Here are a few of them. Well, there's the Sanctuary Community, and please don't find me every time I use the word service instead, okay? There's not a ban on that word. I just want us to think differently. So the Sanctuary Community meeting now Engage meeting at 11 o'clock, which gets a little bit more informal and, and there tends to be kids running around all over the place with groups as well. An encounter where we can extend the worship and the teaching a little bit and once a month that is youth-led, but actually we want the youth to be all over it every single week. But you know, a few years ago there was another community that was started. And in some ways we, we don't talk about this community quite enough. You see, this community was started on a Sunday afternoon, and it's called SALT, and Clive and Joe, with the team from Enrich, started this to, as, a, as a way for others to come and meet together, to worship, who, who found our normal Sundays a little bit tricky. And they've been doing that for over two years now, and I'm encouraging them that actually if that's going to grow more, and it has seen some growth with people coming to faith, then what needs to happen is it needs to move from being something that's kind of on the sidelines happening once a month to being something that is right at the heart of our church family. It's not a bolt-on, but the heart of who we are. A worshipping community at the heart of all saints. So I hope and I pray and I hope that you will do this too that that salt community can move to meeting each week so that it has a fair chance of growing. So four communities but actually there's another one as well. I don't know whether you're aware and I know some of you come to this our Tuesday community and and I love these folks, do you know? In some senses that little Tuesday community encompasses I think all that church should be. They meet for worship and for prayer. They reflect on God's word. They also care for one another and have coffee afterwards and stop long enough to talk to each other. So five communities at All Saints. 
The key thing about all of these is that they're part of the larger whole. They're not separate. And I think that using this language of community rather than service is really powerful because it focuses on people and it focuses on being action-focused, us doing things together. But another little thing just to drop in is that each of these communities is united. Different, yes, but each one should be honoured and valued for its difference. We have one shared vision. It's based on a clear, orthodox understanding of Scripture with Christ at the centre and full of the Holy Spirit. But there is something else here. You see, the community's word is really popular. I've, um, I've been reading over the summer a number of different books, um, if, you, if you want the list, because the list, as I kind of dived around, kind of got interesting. But one of them um, is a book, I, I wonder if any of you have come across um, uh, Jordan Peterson. Um, you, you might want to check him out on his YouTube channel or read some of his books. Uh, the reason you might want to check him out is uh, you might love some of the things he says and you might hate some of the things he says. But he's increasingly popular. And one of the reasons he's increasingly popular is he talks about contemporary culture quite robustly and in a way that many people um, wouldn't like. But he also uses scripture very regularly to talk about these things. And so I've been reading, or rather listening to, uh, his book, Twelve Rules for Life. And in it, he talks about the ideology of Christianity. And what he does is he turns Christianity into a set of values to be followed. And you know, this is an incredibly popular thing to do. If you go into most church schools, they will have their Christian values on the walls and on posters and all sorts of things. Kindness and patience and all sorts of things. But you know, to do this is to miss the point. And Peterson uh, misses the point splendidly. You see, one of his illustrations is this. He talks about the yin and the yang, uh, this Chinese idea of light and dark being intertwined. And in light there is this kind of spot of darkness and in darkness there is this spot of light. Uh, one of the other ways of thinking about this is order and chaos. And what he says is, is that you're supposed to walk the line between order and chaos. This is the path that we're supposed to take. And then he says that this is exactly what Jesus described when he said that we were to follow the way. And at that point, the alarm bells went on. (laughs) And I hope they do for you too. You see, to follow the way of Jesus 
is nothing to do with an ideology or a set of values. And if we try and boil it down to just that, we have missed the point entirely. You see, when Jesus says, follow the way, what he says is, I am the way. And we're to follow the person of Jesus Christ. Christianity is not on a level playing field with other world religions or contemporary culture. It is entirely different because we have become followers of the creator of the entire universe. And in our desire to make it easy for people to become Christians and join the journey, we can make it about a set of values and encourage them to be jolly nice people. Folks, we should not be making it easier for people to follow Jesus. We should be making it clearer. We need to be communities of Christ with Jesus Christ clearly at the center. He's the one we're following. He's the one for whom we have been made. Without him, we're just like everything else. William Booth puts it like this. The chief danger that confronts the coming century, and oh how prophetic this is, the chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost. Christianity without Christ. Forgiveness without repentance. Salvation without regeneration. Politics without God and heaven without hell. Folks, I have no desire for all saints, and I hope that you have no desire either, to be a jolly nice social club with Christian values. I want us to follow in the way of Jesus Christ, to be communities of Jesus Christ and so have our lives and our living shaped by him what I hope and I pray for is five communities actually more than five communities as you'll hear in the coming weeks with one vision as one church in Christ Jesus but as you've heard this this morning it might be that you've that you recognize that you've settled for values rather than the person and if that's you i just want to give you a moment to pray right now with me so let's pray lord jesus where we have accepted an idea of the christian faith of values and thinking rather than following you the living Lord Jesus forgive us 
and help us to choose now to follow you afresh as individuals and as a community for the glory of your name. Amen.